Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. Hey guys, welcome back to Holistic Hearts. We are continuing on with our series, Do You Know Him? And this week we are talking about God the Father. So, ooh, let's recap. Okay, so we've already talked about the wild mystery and the comforter of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about Jesus, the bearded man who is arresting us with his presence, and now the Father. So who is God the Father? It's nearly inevitable that we grow up with a view of how the Heavenly Father is via our own lens of our own Father. Some of us had loving and caring fathers, and some of us had absent fathers. Some had amazing fathers who were believers and yet still don't have quite the correct lens of who God the Father is. And some people didn't even have a father around to learn who God was. Even as an earthly father, there's an absence there. So all that to say, I just offer this as an opportunity to explore how he wants to speak to your heart today. So let's take a deep breath and here we go. So this one is a is a tough one for me. Although I had a dad that was very loving and um, very dear to me, uh, he passed away a few years ago. My lens of the father has been one that has been opportunity for growth for me. I very much connect with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus, and the father has been somewhat harder for me especially in using my imagination. Uh, As some of you know, I am a big lover of using my imagination to picture Jesus in my mind or the Holy Spirit. And the Father is one that I really have really struggled with. Not necessarily that I don't see him, but just for an example, my mom took me on this little imagination journey even before I knew what an encounter was. And she's a counselor. And so she asked me one day, if you could picture being in a crowd with Jesus or the Father in one place, and you're standing there watching, where would you be? And my first reaction was, oh, I'd be in the very back behind everyone, behind the crowd. (laughs) And what was an epiphany for me was, wow, I don't feel like I can approach him very well. What has been so gentle has been the way that he knew that I felt that I couldn't approach him. And so as I've grown in my relationship with the Lord, he has given me an encounter in this last year where when I say encounter, I'm using my imagination to think of him in the spirit. So in the spirit, I was thinking about how I picture him at a fireplace. And some of you might have 
listen to that encounter. And um, when I post those encounters, those are sweet, dear um, encounters that the Lord has just dropped in my heart and have become really precious to me. So this one in particular was him sitting in a cottage and he was sitting in front of a fireplace and um, the room was really cozy and I'm walking into the room and he's sitting in his chair facing the fire and I get to walk towards him slowly in that encounter, which I just realized this as I was processing with some friends and family that are here in town this week, and we were just talking about the Father. And I realized as I was talking to them that the beauty of that is that the Father was kindly letting me approach Him. It wasn't Him even beckoning me. Um, it was just this he spoke right into my heart of, I'm going to let you come to me. And <laughs> I love that because I immediately picture, you know, when you have a dog that's, you're meeting a dog that might be a little bit scared. And so you lean down and you just kind of hold your hand out and you wait for the dog to come and approach you. Uh, not comparing myself to a dog, but you know, if, if that's how, God the Father's heart is, of this tenderness of waiting for you to come, how precious is that? If you think about the verse when Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy burdened, Jesus asks for you to come to him. He's waiting. He would never force, and the Father would never force his connection with you. And I think that's so beautiful. So God has made such great efforts in my own walk with him to be in those areas of doubts and mistrust and timidity. And he's softened my heart through these imagination encounters. And I've seen more of the truth of who he is, which is a proud daddy. And he is steady and he is kind, and he is gentle. Another way that I really have become more awakened, awoken to his fatherly love is through worship. And particularly, there's a couple of songs that really deeply moved me uh, during a season, and it's, they still move me, and it's by Stephanie Gritzinger, Out of Hiding and Pieces. And whoa, those are some powerful, deep, deep words into my spirit. And that helped so much create um, just a, a way to get to my heart. Because um, sometimes when my heart is hardened or closed off, worship will hit underneath these walls that I've built up around my heart and help just tumble them down. So if you're having trouble connecting with the Father, I would highly recommend worship and just asking him to reveal himself and his true personhood of who he is and godliness and godlyhood and just having the right lens of how he looks at you. And I can't not talk about the Father and not bring up 
the prodigal son. And don't glaze over your eyes, I promise, because this story has impacted my life more than I could share in one podcast. But today I'm going to focus on the prodigal son and more of how the father responds. So if you look in Luke 15, Jesus is telling how the father overall in the whole chapter of 15, how the father goes after the lost sheep. And then there's the parable about the lost coin. And then the last one is about the lost son. And he explains that the father cheers for his children and each one of those when they're the underdog and they've lost their way and and maybe they've perhaps lost everything. And he's constantly going after the one, which I love. Can you imagine just the character that that is coming from? Oh, it's so amazing. So Jesus reveals the father's heart in the story of the lost son. And this story shifted my perspective of how I see the father because it's in really amazing detail. So just picture Jesus telling you this story. So the son asks the father for his inheritance before the father dies, and the father gives him what the son has asked. Okay, first of all, the father gave him the inheritance knowing the son would squander it. I mean, whoa. <laughs> that is really turning the other cheek because he knew that the son was just going to go out and blow it. You know, like there was just a giving. There was pure love. Um, so the father, we know, is a mighty giver. So the son packs up and leaves to a faraway place. And he's wasted all of the money, all of the inheritance on wild living. And at the same time of his money running out, the country that he was in began to see famine. And the son found a farmer to work for and help feed the pigs. And the son became so hungry that he ate the pig food. When the son had stepped out and woken up, from this stupor, he realized that he could just go home and be hired as a servant. It was better to leave and to be humiliated and walk back home and to be a servant at his father's house. He even like worked up this whole speech of what he would say to his father. So you can see this son is like, Father, I have sinned against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Please hire me as your servant. And he's saying that over and over again as he's heading home. And the son that is full of stench and smell and humiliated. And maybe he doesn't even, he's not even humiliated. Maybe he's just like, well, this is as good as it's going to get. I just might as well be a servant. And he's realized all of this. And perhaps he's timidly preparing how he would be received. I mean, can you imagine having to walk back and, and say you blew it? And how you would rehearse over and over again what you think that your father would say. And here is where it gets so good. 
So don't forget that Jesus is the one that's telling the story. And he says, And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with compassion and love, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. What a beautiful picture of the father. This makes me want to pause to tap into this unconditional love I feel towards my own children. How I would run towards my own children when they were coming home. Oh, man. How much more is Jesus revealing the Father's heart in this story? It's like, it really is like the most epic movie scene you've ever witnessed. And the Father runs towards us filled with love and compassion and embraces us with kisses like and hugs like a dad would. And he's so relieved to have you home. And it doesn't even stop there. That's what's wild. The son continues to like try to spit out this long over-processed speech of what he wanted to say when he saw his father and how he was no longer worthy of being his son. And, and oh, he sinned against him. And <laughs> how many of us have done that where we go and we've really, really screwed it up and we rehearse a speech of what we're going to say in our prayer time or oh, I can't do that because I'm not worthy or I don't feel like praying so I'm I'm not even worthy of coming into his presence and we're just like that that prodigal son and we approach him with this long laundry list of I, you know, I'm so sorry. I'm a sinner. I'm so awful. I sinned again. I'm no longer worthy to enter your kingdom. Like this is a huge deal, huge deal. And you know what the father does in response? He turns to the servants and says, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and a ring. Let's put it on his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf for some steaks. It's time for a party. My son was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost and now is found. He didn't even acknowledge the son's speech. (laughs) He just turned to his servants and calls for this gigantic celebration to be had. So, let's throw a party and celebrate because God is embracing you with open arms the moment that you start walking towards him. He's just waiting. And that, to me, is my handhold this season to know that I have a father that calls me his favorite, that invites me into this party to celebrate my choice to come home. And dear one, if this is you, that you feel like you have done some wild living, or even if it's just wild mothering, (laughs) you've misstepped, and you are turning and walking towards the Father, I pray that He meets you And I know he will, and I pray that you would see him meeting you with open arms, kisses all over, 
and hugs from head to toe and a wild celebration in your honor. (sighs) So, God for me in this season as a father really intrigues me. And I can't wait to continue to sit in this and to learn more and alongside with you. There's so much more to be experienced of him and to sit in his presence and, you know, coming back to the encounter that he gave me of him sitting at the fireplace, approaching him and sitting by his side sounds absolutely lovely. So would you be willing to be still and ask the deep questions of how you see the father? I hope you do. And I hope this podcast encourages you today. Thanks again for listening to another podcast of Holistic Hearts. Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.